What's up, Hero Clicks Land? Podcast a, Land? Location. I feel like the GDP of that country would be pretty good because of how much money they waste. The people who play Hero Clicks <laughs> don't know what GDP stands for, Austin. Well, let's give you a throwdown. Gross domestic, domestic product. Gross domestic product. You want to fucking get hit? Let's this do it. Let's start this one off right, Drew. We're off to a fine start here at Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm your host, Hunter Smith. With me are two sexy and esteemed gentlemen and i use that term lightly <laughs> i use that term lightly mr drew alderson how we do and mr austin smith hello today we would like to give you some advice on Yu-Gi-Oh! battle of the millennium if you are in fact playing that for the next six months at your venue you probably have already had your month one event and what we want to do is give you a little sealed advice and a little constructed advice we'll get into more details on that later we got some silver age value corner coming up today and some Bad Samaritan, as always. First, let's get into news. There's really only one major clicks-related news. Mm-hmm. If you would like to follow along, you can go to figures.com and pull up The Weird. It is on HC Realms now, too. This is oh, the con exclusive I am least excited for. Probably the only one I don't want out of all of them. I'm just happy we got him. But here he is regardless. Here He's he is. This 145 guy. points. Yeah. No TAs, uh, he has flight, and that's it for special symbols. He does go through blocking on movement, but does not bust it, so he kind of phases through it, and he ignores characters on movement also. So he, the way his dial works is he has this trait that he kind of revolves around. It's called Fourth Dimensional Teleport. At the beginning of the game, place the weird on the map so that his left hand is pointing along a direct line. Mm. Facing away from the nearest map edge. This indicates the direction he is facing. Okay. When the weird is moved or placed, he remains facing along the same direct line. During the beginning of your turn, you may give the weird a move action as a free action with a lock speed value of 4, only to move in the direct line he is facing. When he does an action's resolve, he may change his facing to any direct line. That's actually kind of cool. I mean, it's going to get you annoying if someone bumps the table, but... So I, I, I want I want to give this piece away to every single new Heroclix player and try and watch them figure out what the fuck is going on. That's going to be an expensive endeavor, but probably humorous. It will time. be worth it. So he points in a direction to start, which it has to be away from the starting one, so he's either left, right, well, or ahead. It, it just says away from the nearest map edge, so yeah, most likely it's yeah. gonna be. He's gonna be. That'd be the way he'd be facing anyway. So let's much. say he's pointing towards the enemy starting area straight up. Straight. Yeah. So anytime he moves, he can only move along there. No. Okay. So when he moves, when he's normally moved or placed, he can move however he as as far as I'm reading it, he can move however he wants, but he, he has to, to keep facing the gotcha. the, the way he started. And then he could just teleport and four along at the beginning line. of your turn. You can give him a free move action with four, with a lock speed value of four, and when he does that free movement, he has to go along the line it he's facing. And when he's done, after that lock speed value of four movement, then he can change direction if you want him to. It makes up for his lack of moving attack. Mm-hmm. And remember, he ignores characters and he goes through blocking uh, on movement too. And that is, in fact, a move action, so he can go basically wherever he wants when he does that free four-square move, four movement. He has pulse wave also with 11 attack. Yeah, he's pretty sexy. Six range, so a three-square wide pulse wave. It's just funny because you picture this little ugly-ass son of a bitch pointing in a direction, just boom, through a wall, boom, pulse wave, and you're like, the fuck? Three damage perplex, special defense power where he gets super senses. Unless an attacking character occupies a square along the direct path in the exact opposite direction he's facing. So, he has so to unless you hit him in the back, he succeeds on a three to six. That's so this, awesome. What's even better and is it can't be countered. It can't be countered. Oh. So you got to get behind him, basically. And remember, <laughs> you got to get behind this guy. And remember, at the beginning of each turn, he can Free move, move and then face you know wherever he, whichever way he needs so to face. So you really have to move an attack and hit him from behind if you really want to get away. Point from how him. fucking stupid point out how fucking stupid this guy's dial is 
So he starts off with an 11 attack, 3 damage, then goes to a 9 attack, 4 damage, then a 10 attack, 3 damage, then a 9 attack, 5 damage, then an 11 attack, 2 damage, then a 9 attack, 3 damage, then a 10 attack, 2 damage, and then finally his last click is a 12 attack, his 4 damage. His weird. Ha! Ah. <laughs> last three clicks have regen and poison and stealth, and his first three clicks have that pulse wave and that special defense power. And he does get a special damage power on uh, on clicks, let's see, two and four. Yep. Where he, you can give him a weird act. Uh, weird oh. action. <laughs> you can give him, all his actions are pretty weird. You can give the weird a free action. Choose an adjacent friendly character. That character can immediately use phasing as a free action with a lock speed value of four. That's pretty That's sweet. That's pretty solid, actually. Kind of a mini uh, TK, basically. This guy is really good, but he has downsides. He has no willpower. One one good thing I will say about him, the two clicks that he has that, um, basically mini TK, he is when he has his nine attack. Yeah. So even though he's not useful as far as... I don't know. Attacking, I like the idea of a I don't know, dude. He's got five damage. I think it's worth swinging. You know, Seth, I'm definitely going to have to play this guy. He sound, sounds very fun. I don't know if hey, I need I'm to sure there's going to be some hilarious combos with... Hey there, freaking world breaker holding an ultra heavy. Boom, <laughs> through a wall. Boom. He has cosmic mystical and stormwatch. I, st- I still remember when I didn't know world breaker could go through walls, <laughs> and I was standing there. He was wasn't he the first one? I think? Oh, yeah. yeah, you're right. I forgot he, he even was. Do that. I think he was one of the very first. He ones. Was oh man, the... that's gold paint job so bad though. Scroll yeah. up. I'm pretty happy. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it does look really good. Yeah, the Nothing. kids in China's quality. They had the kindergarten kids paint this one. <laughs> They're like, it's just a con exclusive. They're like, he's supposed to look ugly. <laughs> but uh sounds fun to play. I'm pretty happy with them, even though I wasn't too excited to so, as your as your do you... I don't need to own them, but I do need to play them. I have to yeah. play this guy at least once. Yeah. You got to when it sounds that fun. Would to mention the teams he goes. Let's on. just say, would you be unhappy if he was like your fifth one, and you're just like, eh? I'd probably keep him. Yeah, see, I would too. He's not bad. The other thing I realize is that with with the whole pointing system, you can just TK him wherever, and then he blinks forward four squares and pulse waves. Like he's pretty sweet. Like overall, like this is going to be a really fun piece. Mm-hmm. He's 145 points though, so they yeah. did balance him because other if he would have been cheap, he would have been really disgusting, but. At that high point value, I yeah, feel like I he's can't pretty really balanced. Think of anyone that's around that point value that teleports half their movement. Or Why grab it? <laughs> no, I was gonna say Kyle she's Randy. way cheaper too. Yeah. Um, in news that's not necessarily officially HeroClix related, but Drew's pregnant. In in podcast land, what, I'm writing up the script for something wonderful, special. That we are gonna try to do next week, and if it if it all pans out, this is by far gonna be one of the best things we've ever done on this podcast. No, uh, keep in mind, so, I have no idea what's going. I'm on. I'm writing it up right now. It's we, gonna be great, Drew. We talked about it. Porn. We talked about it. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about it again off air. I'm writing up the script right now, but I'm telling you guys, this this has the the potential to be one of the funniest things we've ever done on this We're podcast. We're just saying Jason Momoa is in town next week. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a trip down. It's, it's been so long, I've almost forgotten how to get there. <laughs> you ask, you ask the hooker. Take a ride on Meridian. So I stop and I talk to Sarah St. John. Yeah, she's there. And the rest of the hookers on the corner. Oh, I'm sorry, con artists on the con corner. <laughs> and they point me in the right direction. They con you out of your mind. <laughs> they know where to go. <laughs> They're like, oh, he's a regular customer, that Drew Alderson. You can find him down. On the corner there. Drew Silver Age Value Corner, to be exact. Hi, how are we doing? So what are you trying to sell me today, Drew Alderson? Okay. Everybody likes minions. We do. Why are you looking at me like, I don't like minions, Drew? If anyone here likes minions, it's me. Austin, would you say you like minions more than penis? Yes. Damn. Austin Smith loves penis. It's going to be an easy sale, Drew Alderson. So. I'm already sold. <laughs> he even said the word penis. That's all a salesman's got to say to me. 38 points. That's pretty good for a minion. He's, you know, pretty cheap, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's from a set that, <laughs> you know. A little inexpensive site, huh? A little. A little. Um, uh, uncommons going for 30 bucks is just, yeah. But, this guy, he's worth everything. Hydra TA. Very nice. That's always good. Six range. On a minion for 38 points. Pretty nice. I'm pretty, pretty nice. Uh, you, you got my attention. Stealth. 
All right. All right. He's oh. in the shadows. He's Blades, Claws, Fangs. Oh. Yeah. Now we're getting there. For 38 points, uh, Top Dog Blades. Yeah. Sabretooth. Nice. Sabretooth. Yep, that's it. Uh, special, uh, special damage ability. Once during your turn, if Hand Ninja occupied... I just spoiled the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Hand Ninja from Hammer of Thor, but if Hand Ninja occupies uh, hindering terrain and has no action tokens, he can make a close combat attack as a free action. That's pretty slick, too. What are we talking about? Uh, uh, what kind of values are we talking here? Uh, like a 9 attack. It's pretty good. 9-2 I mean, is not bad for 38 points, I guess. Handy. Especially with uh, Blades potential. Handy. Blades, you can go places. Keywords? The hand <laughs> and martial artist. Ooh, I do love me some martial artists. Martial teams. artist is the key here. It's Austin. always nice to have more fodder for those martial artists. Austin's texting his boyfriend, so I guess he doesn't. No, I'm trying to. Not a bad package, as I like to say here on this podcast. Uh, a package Austin could truly love. Thirty-eight points. I am sold. So, how much are we talking? What do you guys think on cool stuff? Probably like four bucks. Normally, gonna lift up. How much does that equate in U.S. dollars? Of metric fucked up. <laughs> eight dollars. Alright, Drew went four, also went eight, I'll go five. So I'll go four ninety nine. Three forty nine, Drew Damn, got it. Drew. Yeah. Not a bad uh, not a bad deal. And they have eighteen of these guys right now for three forty nine. So if you're willing to spend fifteen bucks, you can get four of them. And they are worth it. Um mm-hmm. the Deadpool ones are good. Don't get me wrong. But these guys, I think these guys have, have their place too. Do they have the same ability as the Deadpool ones? No, the Deadpool, uh, the Deadpool's if they're next to each other. Okay. Hey, G Hunter, I believe that this guy, there's this melee guy that came out recently with a special thing that modifies the Hydra TA. Would that be uh, a man who also has a lot of blades? Kind of related to a saber tooth. Wolverine, maybe. There's fucking no way. Wolverine would be pretty good with these guys. <laughs> yeah, I like. Them. Yeah, I, I like these hand I have three of them myself. I've played them. A uh, few times. If you got your hand on one of these, be sure to keep it. That was so bad, Not disappointed at all in that value corner. Let's get into the main topic. Today we want to, again, give you some advice on Yu-Gi-Oh! If you're doing Battle of the Millennium, chances are you're probably like us and you're doing a mix of sealed and constructed. And I would think most people are doing what we're doing and doing the new set for their sealed, obviously since that's probably what they have the most product of. So what we're going to do is talk first about sealed advice if you're playing Series 2, and then we'll get into Constructed. For Series 2, it's, it's it's an interesting set, I found, because there's... At first, I thought it seemed like there was a couple small supporties and then a couple big guys, and not very many mix in between. But then, as you play it, as we played it, I kind of realized there are a decent amount of, like mid-range pieces. Yeah. Um, some of the bigger name pieces where if you play them, you should, if you pull them, you should play them and they're expensive. Dark Magician Girl for sure. Oh, hell yeah. We saw her do well. She's 140 points. If you guys want to follow along, go to hcrealms.com unit section and go to Yu-Gi-Oh! 2. At first glance, you're like, oh, she's just got sidestep, no running shot, but if you have the right supports and everything, you can make the absolute most of her. Well, there's a couple... Th- advantages she has a couple things i want to point out about this set in particular there's a big lack of range yeah there's a big lack of willpower for sure and there's a big lack of move and attack so even though she doesn't have running shots sidestep in and of itself in this set is a huge advantage because there are very few pieces that have running shot in this set and if any actually and there are only a few that have charge and she has seven range and almost every other figure in the set has zero to, like, four range. So she really has an advantage. I think that's why. I think if you take her and you, you take this dial in a regular hero click set, you're not too too excited. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's 140 points for what it brings. But in Yu-Gi-Oh! only, this is a stellar dial. She also provides probability control, which is huge. Yeah, one of the very land. few in this entire set that has prob control. And pulse. <laughs> and don't forget, so she has four clicks of Psychic Blast, never below a 10 attack, and the first two have uh, prob, the next two have outwit, but then her last three clicks have pulse wave and perplex, also extremely good for Yu-Gi-Oh! And don't forget, when she dies, she's <laughs> going to turn into a spell or trap for free, no extra cost to you. 
So I really like this piece for sealed. I think another one is the Chaos War, uh, Magician of Black Chaos. Yeah, this is the one that outranges her and has running shot, but is but he's, he's a hundred and eighty points. Yeah, he is your team. Typically, you wouldn't want to play a figure like this for one hundred eighty points, but in Yu Gi Oh, he's a straight monster. He's got running shot, eight range, and a special attack power that gives him energy explosion and psychic blast. Energy explosion in this set's very useful. Uh, when he does, place a Chaos token on hit character's cards if they don't have one already. When a character with a Chaos token makes an attack roll, you can remove the token and ignore the result and force them to re-roll. So you're going to just like mega splash probs, splash tokens on everybody, and then basically make them re-roll every attack. And not to mention for Constructed, you're looking at the ability to ritual him out too, which a lot of people mm-hmm. don't really think about. We will get into the ritual tactics also when we do Constructed. Sweet. For, for Sealed, you can't really do much ritual stuff, unfortunately. Yeah. But with Relinquish and some of the other stuff going on, he's definitely going to be useful. So we got Dark Magician Girl, Chaos, uh, Magician of Black Chaos, and Valkyrian is very good as well. Oh, he yeah. is a chase, though. You're not likely to pull him. If you do, play the son of a bitch. Charge and Precision Strike, Move and Attack, Flight, Indom, all of those are things that are very lack... Like, Hard to find in this set. 11 attack, 5 damage. That's going to one-shot almost every figure in this set. 5 <laughs> damage, honestly. Uh, and then he has a total of 9 clicks. From 3 to 6, he has this special attack power where he gets precision. If he hits with a close combat attack after action resolve, he can pulse wave with a range of 6 as a free action. Oh, gee. High 4 damage on all 4 of those clicks. And then his last 3 clicks, he has sidestep. Quake and Exploit Weakness. This guy's really nuts. He's gonna typically you don't want to pay 200 points for a piece, but he has willpower, and again, not much willpower in this set, so he's not gonna get outpaced like he normally would in a normal set. And then Gamma is sort of like him, but on a smaller scale. Yeah. Gamma's 130, so he's cheaper. He does not have Indom, but he does have a really good attack power for this set. Quake and Precision Strike together, along with Charge and Flight. So he can charge in. Uh, a lot of the times that we found, I don't know about you guys, but in my matches, our figures were grouped up a lot. Yeah. And Quake and Precision Strike, I played against Sagama, and he was just wrecking me with Quake and Precision Strike, doing six damage each Quake, hitting multiple people, knocking them all back. Um, he, he was really, really good. If you pull any of those big beater guys, they're worth it. So on the flip side, if you know you have to worry about these big beaters, then you know you need Exploit Weakness or uh, Psychic Blast. Psychic Blast, good luck finding that. Exploit Weakness is a little uh, little bit scattered in the set. Um, beta has it, I think. Mm-hmm. Beta overall is okay, but yeah, he does start with Exploit and an 11 attack. I loved him as a secondary attacker when I played him because he's a good point value to fill in that second slot. He's got range at 6 range with the special attack power that pulls them in and then you can attack them again. He can get through dampeners on almost every click because he has an exploit on 4 of them. Precision on the 4th one. So he has one click where he can't get through dampeners. Another one I like around the same point value is for 85 points the Boar Soldier. Oh yeah, that guy's a monster. He also has 11 attack and 3 damage exploit weakness and he has a special charge where you can double power action and without having your speed value. In this set... That's a huge advantage. Three exploit damage is enough that if it hits one of those big beaters, can actually knock them onto some pretty bad clicks, usually. Big beater. So, I mean, that's perfect. You're willing to take that one push damage, especially considering his first two clicks, he loses, what, an attack and a movement? He Yeah, he still has three damage exploit weakness, and uh, yeah, he goes from 11 to a 10. But he still has a 17 in It's worth it, yeah. for sure. If it's going to finish that figure off, that way you know he probably has time to clear afterwards without retaliation, it's it's useful. I, I played him, I was very impressed with him. He's a him. really good piece. Two other pieces in the mid-range that I think are good for getting through dampeners. Forest Wolf has charge, exploit, and precision strike for only 60 points. Uh, a little low on the damage, but at least it's exploit. And then Yadagarasu is very good. He only has a 9 attack, but he has hypersonic. The only piece in this entire set with hypersonic. And he can fly, and is tiny, and he has willpower. So he has some advantages with willpower and flight and hypersonic that nobody else in the set has. So if you have a perplex or a prob, you definitely should use it with uh, Yada and make his attacks count. He's very annoying. He's also got precision strike. 
And he gets Empower later. Which, there's a good amount of Super Senses in this set. There is. That's why I, I really like uh, Forest Wolf and Yada in the mid-range, because they help you against that Super Senses. And then, as far as support, you're not going to find too much. There are two figures I really like for support. One is Fiber Jar. Yep. He's only 30 points, and he has Flight. For one, there's not much carry in the set. There's not much willpower, so a Flyer, a Carrier, is going to be very useful. Perplex on top of that. Andy's only 30 points once again. And then after he, if you do happen to push him off of his perplex, then you can just use him as tie-up with shape change. And you, So what if he died? He's only 30 points. And you can use him strategically because his trait, when he's when he dies, you heal all characters one click. Yeah, and I, I've seen opponents try to take advantage of that by taking a shot at him or whatever, and they're like, oh wait, he's an 18 with energy shield. Yeah, they're like, well, I better kill him now so I don't heal the rest of his guys. And even if he dies, you're like, uh, you just wasted two actions on a 30-point piece. Yeah, Thank that's you. the other thing. Appreciate that. For 30 points, you think he'd be like three clicks. And so everyone assumes like four damage is going to get him immediately. Um, no, he's awesome. I love him. The other one is Little Red Riding Hood. And the Freaking, I, I wish I would have remembered that mind control is a minimum range because Harry did that to me. He mind controlled one of my freaking guys with that Little Red Riding Hood. For 46 points, she's ridiculous. She's got Perplex. She has the Mind Control. Um, she has Master Mind, but can transfer to character 75 or less. Um, I mean, she's not bad at all, especially for a Tiny. She's um, very useful. She can get carried, so she doesn't you know, hurt your action total. It helps with her not having willpower. And she also has this trait that really pre- presents a interesting board state and game state. When she's KO'd by an opposing character, all friendly characters that share a keyword with her modify their attack values plus one for the rest of the game. This, and Earth is the most common yeah, keyword. Yeah, that in is the this whole damn set. I actually had an Earth theme team, and I think one <laughs> other person also had an Earth theme team. I ran her with Beta, and she died. And Beta having that plus one attack was just brutal because you're pulling people in, and you're getting that second attack on them afterwards too. In my game, nobody wanted to kill her, and I would just use her for tie-up because they didn't want to kill her because they would buff all my five other characters, plus one for the rest of the game. So they avoided her like the plague, and she just kept tying them up, trying to mind control them. Um, I really like her in this set for support. So one other note I want to make that I wish I would have thought about when I first set up my team for Sealed. Use Ultralights in this set. Definitely use them, because there are some characters... Remember, we said there's a lack of range... There's a lot of a decent amount of characters that start off with precision strike, including ones we already mentioned. Forest like Wolf, no super Forest Wolf, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Gamma, Yadagarasu. You know, all of those don't have much range or any range. I, actually, I don't think any of them have range, and they can have a huge advantage by giving them that ultralight. Because remember, it's only one damage, but if it'll combo with precision strike, so you can yep. get. All of a sudden, fling an object eight squares across the board, which is higher than anybody's range in this entire set, except for Magician of Black Chaos. So, use those ultralights if you have Precision Strike top dial. Um, there's a couple other pieces that are worth mentioning. Electric Lizard basically has Mystics on close combat attacks. I used them. I was happy with them. I hated playing against them because I had to keep worrying about it. And he also has toughness to give him a little longevity. And he's only 57. I also had... He also has energy explosion. Harry forgot he had energy explosion. I am... With two bullets. I managed to get a decent chunk of damage off with him. And the ugliest sculpt known to man. Thorn Princess also looks a little unintimidating when you first see your dial. But then you realize for 68 points, she has a 6 range mind control and poison. Poison goes a long way in the set, especially when you're dealing with those pesky little pieces like Little Red Riding Hood, the Fiber Jar, and some of these other pieces, um, the the cheaper point pieces like the Ladybug, that are basically all the tie-up pieces that they're going to want to hit you with. You can just send her over and poison them or mind control them. Um, again, she has range. Range is pretty damn useful in this set. I really like the Forest Hunter also, but I can't speak on him too much because I didn't get to play him and didn't play against him. I played him. against him, and he's actually, like, you really have to handle, like, if your opponent has one, you have to handle one. Um, for 54 points, you're looking at Sharpshooter and RCE, which, with Precision Strike, his lack of movement attack sucks, of course, but it's just one of those things where 
if you let him sit back, he's an 11-3 popping at your figures for 50 points. And you just can't let... With 5 range, which, as Hunter said, this set's missing range. So having him sit back there and just ping shots at you really sucks. And then the last one I wanted to mention is also 54 points, and that's Dark Assailant. And I really just bring him up because he has Stealth Outwit. And out there's very few outwits in this entire set, so it's pretty damn useful. Yeah, there's, there's not a character that can't be outwitted, to yeah. my knowledge, so... It's it's really worth running this guy strictly for the outwit, and on top of that, he has blades. You know, with a nine attack and then a ten on the next. One. He has full dial blades, actually. Wish rules question: mm-hmm. Can you outwit trap and spell since it's a symbol? Or I is- think I don't think so, but um, I'm not totally certain. Well, the thing is, it, it's not active while the piece is a piece, anyways. You know what I mean? Well, I'm saying like. If you were to outwit the spell and trap icon and then finish a piece off, would they just not get a speller? I don't think so, Damn. but I'd have to look it up. I would, I would rule I it no, but I'm not for sure. That's a, that's an interesting question though, because it brings up some tactical possibilities. Um, so really, when you're building your team, to sum it all up, keep in mind the overarching themes of the set. There's no range. In general, there's no range, and you need. A way to get through dampeners in case you go up against a beater, a, a big piece, big point beaters, and you will go against the beaters. You will go. Austin beats them off. He knows. There's not much willpower. There's not much carry. So if you can exploit that, if you can get a lot of a combination of pieces that can do that, it's worth trying to play them together. And again, it's worth running that Earth theme team if it if you end up being able to make one because you're going to have theme probs and. Dark Magician Girl, I think, is the only one with prob top dial. Maybe Magician of Black Chaos. No, he has a mid dial, so. Alright, let's talk about Constructed now. Constructed for Yu-Gi-Oh! is very interesting. Because there's so much shit you could build. There's different, there's a few main strategies. I played in a Yu-Gi-Oh! side event at Gen Con. I think I got got second overall out of 16 people. Uh... There's some different things. For one, the obvious. We got Mr. Skeletor. Fucking Skeletor. <laughs> I hate this piece of shit. We got the Summon Skull. You really have to take note of Summon Skull because if he hits map, he can pick that month one Yu-Gi-Oh map. Or sorry, not month one. Set one Yu-Gi-Oh map. The and one with the water. And destroy you. He, he will destroy he you. He will literally destroy he you. He will bend you over on a pool table and take you to Brown Town. The thing is, like... If you if your opponent's playing this piece, you take. I don't even want to address that. I feel like this is from Drew's prior experience somewhere. Austin, uh, no more gay jokes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm calling you out, motherfucker. Fine. Um, The thing is, like, even if he loses map, this is still a formidable piece to deal with. Mm -hmm. I've played him myself. I played him at the tournament, and if he has map, he's you're almost you're almost screwed. Even if he doesn't, though, I ended up winning. So he is a decent piece. You just have to be a lot smarter with him if you don't hit map. He's got 8 range double bolt, something that not much else in this set has. So ways to combat against him, uh, I would say theme team. It's all about the theme team. If you can hit theme team and keep him from getting map, you already have neutered him quite a bit. Cut off his dick. A lot of his <laughs> 210 <laughs> points cost is is all up in that trait. It's It's... Otherwise, if he doesn't have that trait, this dial's not worth 210 points. You know what I mean? That's like a 150-point dial. Maybe If you can take away the advantage of that trait, you already have neutered a lot of their team because at 210 points, he's almost their entire team. Uh, that's pretty much the only way to do it. You Just keep in mind when you're playing him, he has four clicks of ranged attacking, and then after that he goes to charge exploit. So don't think that you're going to hit him off running shot and then he's going to be stuck. Keep in mind, when he goes to click 5 and onward, he's going to have charge. So if you, try to hit him from ranged and take him off of that. I think one thing that being the primary like huge chunk of their points that he's subject to that a lot of people forget exists, traps and spells are really big against him. Mm-hmm. They're also really good with him, though. Yeah. Because I, uh, Ring of Magnetism with him on your team is very good. I put Ring of Magnetism on uh, Hero Shadow Scout and kept the Shadow Scout with Summon Skull and they basically had to get all the way to me and kill the Shadow Scout 
or else they'll be minus two when they attack someone's skull. I and recall, I could problem the entire game. The mirror, the mirror Force one, the new one that was printed on the Dark Magician Girl, isn't it like after you take so much damage, uh, or if they hit you, you activate it, and their stats become your new stats? Mm-hmm. It's not bad on him either, and when we get to at the very end, we'll talk about all the best trap spells, but yeah, uh, that's another one I would suggest for him. It's pretty good, but I really like Ring of Magnetism in general in this set. Um, so that's one that's one tactic. Another one is Gate Guardian. Gate Guardian is actually very formidable, awesome. and I believe he ended up winning the tournament. He's a bad matchup for Summon Skull. Summon Skull has a lot of trouble with him, and that's because of his special trait. Let's bring him up here. He is a super rare in the first set. Now, you can try to fuse them together. I don't suggest it. It's too difficult, really, to get three people to, to you know, for the stars to align to do this. But 300 points, he's going to be pretty much your whole team if you're playing 300. He's got 8 range, triple bolt, giant and endom, 10 clicks of life, and 3 special powers, all of which are significantly strong. He can use running shot, and when he hits, you're knocked back and given an action token. He has Pulse Wave. When it targets more than one character, its damage becomes three and is locked. So we have a Running Shot, Pulse Wave, three damage to all, and gives them action tokens and knocks them back. And remember, while you're being knocked back, you don't have... While you're being hit by it, you don't have ways to ignore the knockback because your powers are basically shut off. And then his damage power, other friendlies within four can't be attacked unless they are adjacent to the attacker. So if you are running a bigger points game, you can run some support... And the enemy has to get all up on you, on your uh, partners, to be able to attack them. So, what's key is Summon Skull is the only one that's going to be able to shoot Gate Guardian. It does say other friendly characters within 4 can't be attacked. So you can attack Gate Guardian from range, but other characters, you have to be next to them. So when your team moves up on Summon Skull, they basically have... They basically don't have to worry about getting shot by him. And even Gate Guardian, if he takes a hit or two, he still starts with 18 Imperv. He's got three clicks of five damage. He's got eight range. Like, he can cross the map as as easily as he needs to. By the time that Summon Skull can push, because Summon Skull does not start with Psychic Blast, that by the time Summon Skull can push onto Psychic Blast and then clear and be attacked, Gate Guardian's already all up on you at Pulse Waving and giving you tokens and just demolishing you. Son of a bitch has movement attack for seven clicks. And, and then he goes to sidestep, which is basically movement And he has Involer Inter of his entire dial, including a 19 on his last click. That's another tactic. Again, tough to, tough to go up against. The other tactic is one that I kind of comboed with Summon Skull because the event happened to be a big points game, and that's going with the Dark theme and going the ritual route like Austin was uh, referring to earlier. There's a lot of really good dark pieces. To name a few, of course, we already talked about Summon Skull. Thousand Eyes Restricts really good. The uh, Shadow Scout is Prob Defend. He's pretty good. The Castle is very good. Castle of Dark Illusions. It has free smoke cloud. It can carry multiple uh, characters. It then turns into a really good trapping spell. Uh, I ran that. Karibos are disgustingly good and useful as shit when you're running Summon Skull because they have plasticity and when you kill them you take two penetrating damage. They're fucking stupid. And then if you want to be a dick you can give them a trap too. There's uh, in the new set you have Dark Magician Girl but she's a lot of points. You're probably not going to run her or Magician of Black Chaos with them. But again you can run I, I really like these Goblin Zombies too for only 39 points. A new addition that would be nice, though, is that Dark Assailant who has the Outwit, and the Castle would be able to... You could have the Castle phase them up, Dark Assailant outwit their defense, Summon Skull zap you from anywhere across the map with no defense now with using his ranged combat expert. How's the Jinzo looking for competitive play? I hadn't actually taken a look at him, really. I think he's okay, but not super useful. If he had Running Shot top dial, I'd be very excited about him. I'm going to play him, but I'm not, I don't think he's really worth uh, talking about or trying to... Um, Trying yeah. to build around. He does He does not have to worry about traps. His trait lets face down traps on set opposing characters not be activated. But he has Pulse Wave and Endom, but he does not have moving attacks. So they'll most likely be able to move out of the way. Yeah. But the, those are some of your dark options. So you put together a team of dark pieces, particularly as many Karibos and uh, Goblin Zombies or Dark Assailants as you can. And the reason for that is you want them to die. 
Especially Karibos. Especially Karibos. Because then you're going to get to do some of these ritual summons. You bring up Relinquished, who is an excellent piece. His ritual, when he's on your sideline and at least 45 points of friendly characters have been KO'd, that's two. That's one Karibo dying. You can give a friendly character with the Maximilian Pegasus or Dark Keyword another Karibo. A free action. When you do KO that character, triggering Karibo's trait, and place Relinquish on his starting click in the square that character occupied. So I would send one of my Karibos out. He gets killed. I fly up another one next to an opponent. I choose to do the ritual, killing my Karibo, blowing him up on the opponent, and then Relinquish pops in with no tokens and can do whatever the hell he wants. It's fucking nasty. He has 8 range in cap, shape change, and willpower. And he can use steel. This other trait gives him steel energy. When he hits you, you get an absorption token if you don't already have one. If you have an absorption token, all your values are negative one. His values are plus one for every two tokens on the map, on all characters on the map. So as soon as you put tokens on two characters, they're negative one and you're plus one. So effectively, you have a two advantage on everything. You know what I'm expecting? I, I'm really expecting there's going to be a relic with the new Millennium Puzzle resource or whatever that, uh, or Millennium Tomb or whatever the hell they call it, that uh, gives multiple bolts in some way and it's just going to make Relinquished a monster. Then we have the new ritual that Austin was talking about. Magician of Black Chaos. Magician of Black Chaos has a ritual trait as well. When he's on your sideline, and at least 90 points of friendly characters have been KO'd. It's, it's two Karibos. Two Karibos. That's too fucking Which Karibos. also just got you a relinquished on the board. Oh, wait. Now that triggers two... And now Karibo number now three runs you, and it blows up. No, you don't even have to because you've already lost 90 points. So basically, two Karibos die, you bring in relinquished, and then you bring in Dark Magician all at the same time. You may give a friend, any friendly character with Yugi or Dark Keyword, if you happen to have a third Karibo, a free action, blow him up, KO that, or That's one of them. That's what I'm saying. You throw in Karibo number three. And or blow one of those goblin this. zombies. We're probably raising the the price of Karibos like, through the roof right now. Um, <laughs> they're already <laughs> like 20 bucks. What's that guy on the, runs, like, the financial show? And he's like, it's going up. Like, that's exactly what's going on right now for Karibos. Place Magician of Black Chaos on its starting click. Yeah, that's real fair. He has eight clicks, and he's 180 points. In a square that character occupied, a player... Oh, damn. That player may only use a ritual ability once per game. Uh, I, I would say... Let me see if Relinquish said that. I thought... Uh, Relinquish does not say that. Oh, he doesn't? So they added that in. Apparently, they saw how nuts this would be. Um, so you have the option. It, it's really going to depend on how many points of a game you're playing. Because if you're running Summon Skull, he's already a big chunk of your team. You can run Summon Skull and two Karibos for a perfect 300-point team. That's a perfect 300-point That gives you plus three theme, and that lets you bring in Magician of Black Chaos on full click after two... Uh, what the fuck else you need, After two Karibos What the fuck else you need? So you effectively have 480 points of figures in a 300-point game. Or if you would rather go, you can play it safe. You can just wait till one Karibo dies and then uh, put in your I don't think you can bring him in because you would need the second Karibo to die and you need a third Karibo to trigger the effect. Well, you could just wait till Summon Skull dies and then he could come in. Also true. Yeah, you just have to wait till Summon Skull dies. Well, uh, would it be like once everything... Oh, no, you'd still have a Karibo on the... God, board. that would be sick. You finally kill Summon Skull and yeah, you're like, like... Oh, here's a full dial magician of Fuck Black you, mother... <laughs> but see, here's what I'm wondering. If... Would you KOing that last Karibo clearing your board instantly in the game? Oh, though, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. what about it if they kill Summon Skull? Would you get to do this or not? Uh, that's a that's a rules Because technically, quandary. if all your characters are KO'd, the game's over. Yeah, well, that's a rules thing we'll have to look up. Before he would even Probably end. not. So if you're playing 300 or less, go with Relinquished. If you're playing more than that, go with Magician of Black Chaos. And the thing is, Relinquished with Summon Skull. Because Summon Skull does that. What is Oh, it that's what I did. Tokens? It was straight nasty. It's retarded. I only lost to Gate Guardian because I could not damage him. That's the only reason I lost. <laughs> Just can't kill a fuck. Like, he's wait. a great... Gate Guardian's a great matchup for this team. I haven't tried Gate Guardian yet, but I'm really looking forward to playing him in like a 400-point game with some support. Some other solid pieces, I would say, to pick up. Uh, Breaker the Magical Warrior. Breaker... Uh, Dark Magician in general, the chase is is pretty damn pretty damn good. Old time wizard, old time wizard, I love that time. Injection wizard. Fairy's not bad. She's really good for comboing with regular pieces. Not time wizard is great. 
Unless you're one of those unlucky as hell bastards. Because I played against someone at the Time Wizard who failed it like 12 times in a row. I think that was probably me. It, was so, it wasn't you, Drew, because you would have shot yourself. But it was bad. Harpy Lady's a fantastic secondary attacker. Oh, yeah. um, Harpy Lady's a fucking monster. And turns into a trap spell. For Har- sure pick her up. Harpy Lady's a goddamn machine. Mystical Elf is a 50-point amazing support piece. And she even, like, she's playable in silver. Like, she's solid. And there's one piece that I feel like nobody's talking about, nobody's and talking I about? even overlooked it until I was preparing. Happy Lover is it's, only 62 yeah. points and has triple bolt 8 range end cap with 10 attack. Hunter, did we just keep talking about the lack of range in these sets? Triple bolt 10 range end cap. Or 10 attack end cap. What? How did I overlook this thing? Because it does... Look at the sculpt, Hunter. Look at the sculpt and tell me you would have taken that as a threat. It looks... Yeah, they're not even going to think that it can do any damage. It's like, oh, look at this. You show up with your team of three happy lovers and a couple traps and you're just like... So I'll sum it up by saying, hopefully this gives you guys some advice. Once we get more spoilers on the relics for the resource, then we'll do an episode uh, suggesting combos for the resource. I guarantee you we have the hottest Yu-Gi-Oh! coverage anyway. That's really saying something. I do want to say, the one thing I like about the Yu-Gi-Oh! sets is that you could buy quite a few, like let's just say like five, six packs, whatever, of Yu-Gi-Oh! And you're guaranteed to pull something useful. Like, these sets really... There's Unless not you're lot, Austin. Yeah, there's not a lot of... Ju- well, even then, like, what I pulled was solid. There's not a lot of junk, necessarily, compared to some of the other sets. Balloon lizard. <laughs> Something else I just thought about, quick before we get into Bad Samaritan. What, what do you have on your mind, Hunter Smith? Uh, damn, you got me on this one. So, <laughs> unfortunately, well I, as we usually bring up on this podcast, six is average. Or so we thought. Or so we were wrong. But I saw some interesting news this past week that some researchers in England apparently have been doing this study for a number of years now and have concluded that the average male American penis yeah, size... Was average world. Or sorry, I'm, yeah, you're right. The average male sorry, I paid a lot of attention. penis size is what, <laughs> what was the final result, Austin Smith? It was five inches. Five inches. Step your game up, world. Step, uh, <coughs> Step your game up. Guys, come on. Really? Five inches? Seriously? Come on. Drew won't come out of his room for less than eight. I mean... Austin! <laughs> stop, stop it with the gauge. <laughs> what do you not get? I just... Women. I feel like they could not have included very many Americans in this study because I feel like our average would be way higher than that. For one, everything's bigger in Texas. Oh, We've already the, the study had a sample size from Texas. To be alone. fair, the average in this room is four, and that's only because Austin's here. It's oh, got to be higher than four. Yeah, Hunter brings it up at least like six. <laughs> gonna say, <laughs> my dick. It's is gonna be higher than four. My dick is slowly killing me. I just want to bring. We talk about penis a lot on this podcast. I have a lot of back problems. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the game that's quickly. Sweeping the nation. Bad set comic. Today, Austin wants to be an especially big scumbag, and he wants to basically do Yu-Gi-Oh! Bad Samaritan. I'm gonna... Relent... Gosh. I really don't want to let him do it, but I guess we will. Hell. Fine. We'll do Yu-Gi-Oh! Bad Samaritan. This is off the books, though, is it not, Hunter? I don't know. Do we want to keep score? I'm not very confident in our ability. <laughs> I'm not either. We're not. We're gonna keep this off of the scores for March. We're just gonna do this for fun. I'm gonna bring up the random number generator, and we'll get down to business. Let's here. get down to business. If this is your first time playing with us, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> there will be three figures that we're gonna be trying to guess. At each round, we will get two clues that try to help us get the answer. Austin knows what it is. Drew and I do not. We get three stages of two clues. If after those six total clues we still don't know the answer, then Austin wins. At each stage of two clues, we will get 90 seconds to make a guess. If 90 seconds is over and we still don't have a guess, then we forfeit our guess for that round. Are we ready? If you want to play along at home, listen to the... Which you don't because it's (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh! Listen to the two clues, pause the podcast, come up with your own guess, and then hit play and see if you in turn... We're right. Alright, let's get started with figure number one. We're going to use RNG to determine our first two clues, number one through twenty. Number five, we get range and number of bolts. 
Number six, we get any improved movement or uh, ranged abilities. Maybe Targeting abilities, I guess I should say. It's going to be zero range. And you know what? The improved uh, is not going to help yeah, as much on Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. There's gonna not going to be many. Okay, so it's range and number of volts? Yes. Yeah. Zero. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, what about any improved uh, movement or targeting? I'll give you three guesses. No? No. <laughs> uh, forest Wolf. No. Um, balloon Lizard. <laughs> no, I knew going to guess. Alright, stage number two. <laughs> 7 and 15. 15 is a free play. 7 is set. So is it set number 1 or 2? It is the first series. Oh, first series. So what do we know? First series, zero range. That's pretty much it. So, um, team ability is off the map. We don't want team ability. Yeah, you do. Point value might be useful. He's got the Weevil team ability. Keyword might be useful. Let's. You want to go keyword? Keyword. Let's go keyword. Light. God dang it. All right, start the clock now. We got light. No range. First series. Happy lover. No, wait, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. She has range. <laughs> I just knew she had light because it just popped in my head. All right, Harpy Lady has no range, but um, don't think she has light. I think she, she has wind. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think she has wind. Or Who gives it? Um, this is stupid. You're stupid. <laughs> Good one, you got him. I got him. Get him. <laughs> Damn it, who's light? Uh, I was going to say Sonic Maid, but she has range, I think. Michael Jackson. <laughs> Is it Michael Jackson? It's not Michael Jackson. Sonic Maid. It's not Sonic Maid. Okay. Good guess, though. No, I think she has range also. 13 and 8. Set number. Ooh. And name of trait. Uh, selflessness is the name of the trait. Fifteen is the set number. Selflessness. Uh, probably an uncommon or a common. Shit. A set that big, probably a common. So a common with light and a trait called selflessness. By the way, Hunter, I think the sixteenth is rarity. Ah, you're right. That's what it was. I'm just thinking about that. Okay. Um, common. Light. I'll give you a fourth round. No, it's fine. We can. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. No, we don't need no fucking freebies from your ass. You don't need my charity. But I'm a Samaritan, Hunter. We don't need your fucking. A bad one. <laughs> got him. Can we just take a moment to appreciate how much of a scumbag Seto Kaiba is? Man, light. Light. I feel like most of the lights have range. That's my issue. There's someone who kills herself and heals people. It's not Mystical Elf because she's a rare. Well, one of the new people when they die, Fiber Jar does. Is it set but, two? No, he said set number Seven. one. Hmm. Damn. This is tough. This is tough. It's not Mystical Elf because she's a super rare. There's another one that is like a medic. That has light keyword, yeah. and I feel like it's a common, but I can't remember what the oh, hell its damn it's, name uh, is. It's like that's gonna be the problem with this. You get we're not gonna be able to think of the names. We can like picture it in our head, but I can't think of the damn name. Injection fairy. No, or that's a super. That's no, super. super yeah. Okay, well, go for it. Mm, damn. You gotta do it, man. I don't know. I can't think of the name. It's I can. Not your fault. I can see it in my head. I think it has support. Yeah, it All does. Right, time's up. We lose. Just forgiving maiden. God damn that's Forgiving ex- fucking maiden! That's exactly it! <laughs> damn it. Is that- when Drew said she has a power to damage herself to let someone regen or something, I was like, oh god, he's got it! <laughs> god damn it. I knew that one. That was exactly... I can picture her sculpt in my oh, head. I know! We did the fucking preview for her. <laughs> that's bullshit. We had that. You're an asshole! Alright, figure number two. Alrighty. I'm salty. I am too. We gotta run this back. Alright, random. 14, 9. Name of special power, starting movement power. Hypersonic speed, burning trail. Uh, Firewing Pegasus. Yeah, Firewing Pegasus. Alright, we got, we we redeemed ourselves on that one, Drew. Here comes the salty run back. Last figure. 11 and 8. Set number, and starting defense power. 7, defend. Hmm. 
Hmm. Hero Shadow Scout. Son of a bitch. Woo! Pound it. Well done. Go bro. Team Venture. We kicked your ass. Fucking get Oh, shit. Bit. I forgot the joke I was going to do. Gosh dang it. For the third one, I was going to make you guys guess all the stuff for a made up barrel dragon. Just kidding. We're counting this because Drew got his first point. I like how Drew gets his first point in a round that doesn't even matter for points. It'll I got always, Captain America that one. It'll up. always matter in our hearts, Drew Olson. Alright, real quick, let's wrap this puppy up. Let's go to community. Best build. We got you guys submissions. Drew Austin and I will pick our teams this weekend. In next episode, we'll tell you what teams we chose and what we'll be playing. Dial design, week number one, just wrapped up today. Actually, if you're listening to this on Saturday, you may have time if you run over to our uh, to our thread on HD Realms. The build this or the assignment this week is to design a figure that's from Marvel or DC and is 300 points or more. We're wanting some big, powerful figures this week. Big powerful figures. Let's don't need no man. See what we got from <laughs> Gmail. Super fan Eric Lennell says. Super fan. Are there any figures that have surprised you in Trinity War sealed? I haven't had a chance to play Trinity War sealed yet. I have not either. Um, from oh. I'm trying to think if there if I've heard anybody. Um, for one, Lex is just as good as we thought he was. Yeah, that makes me so happy. I love Lex. Other than that, it really is a pretty overall balance. It, it's, it has a, good, a nice balance. Too. I think Black Lightning's slightly better than people think he is. But oh, yeah, that sounds familiar, Hunter. Yeah. No, he's really good. He's like a, he's worse than his you know Batman counterpart. But number two, who would you like the Colts to draft in the first round? That's I. I honestly don't know. You know, to be honest, we should have a yeah. pretty low draft pick. And I don't know much of the draft at who's going to be coming up that late in the draft, so I have no idea. As far as positions that need filled, for one, we just heard that we're not picking up Reggie this year, which is disappointing. I and uh, and sad. also sad for me. Uh, oh, I like the Steelers. I got also, Steelers aren't re-signing Troy. They want Troy to retire. Yeah, I was about to say I want the Colts to pick up Troy so we can have. So a I got one first two of question. my favorite players in my childhood are no longer going to be I playing. But I got one of the first. But questions. we can Sorry. have the beard and the hair now, Hunter. We can have Troy and Luck on the same team. Do you not understand the glory of that? True. Normal Doctor Light. Yeah, Normal Doctor Light's I've not bad, yeah. Like people like shit all over that guy, but like that piece is really good secondary attacker. He's got enhancement, he's got Pensai, he's got energy shield, and he ignores Henry. He's really good. His third question says, I heard that the Rock of Eternity is terrible. Just just terrible. terrible. Is that true? Well, I haven't played well, it Charles yet. Barkley. I haven't played it yet, but let's do a let's, very brief let's look at it. wrap up. It's basically the Infinity Gauntlet. It costs 14 points. At least one and up to seven sins can be included on your force. They cost two each. So at maximum, this thing's going to be 14 plus 14 for a total of 28. Am I right? I'm right. All right. Minimum of 16. So a 16 to 28. (coughs) When you build your force, you have to assign it to a character 50 points or more. The assigned character is called your champion. The champion can use the standard powers indicated by Shazam. When it's assigned the same number of tokens indicated next to the slot. When a special power or attached sin is showing on either Shazam or Sin, your champion can use those effects as well. So basically, if you look at the Shazam dial, it gives you three powers in a certain slot. So on click number one, you get energy explosion, precision strike, or poison. If you have zero tokens, you get energy explosion. If you have one, you get precision strike. Two, you get poison. So it, it changes depending on how many uh, extra tokens you have, which is pretty cool. It adds a little a bit of like no, a tactics, flavor. you know, a flavor. little tactics advance. I like that. I'm digging it. Dang it. Uh, the second part of the trait, when a special power or attached sin is showing on either Shazam or Sin, your champion may use its effects as well, so you can use one of the relic powers. Mm, you you start off, you choose which path of the dial you want to go on, red or blue, and the powers are different. For example, we just read the one the starting powers for the red. On blue, you start off TK, Quake, Poison. Sort of a, I guess, starting off a TK is a little more supporty to start out with. So I I like the options. I'll say that much. TK on the top. Yeah, I like the option though. The the way you can start off different options and the way depending on what um, token you have, you get this power. Uh, His other abilities that it gets later down dial. 
He gets one where he can use Impervious, Prob, Pulse Wave, Running Shot, Mystics, Wing, Indomitable, 8 range. All fries with that. Your character becomes freaking retarded as fuck. The second one, you give him a free action, turn the dial three times counterclockwise. Choose an attached sin. Your champion can use its effects until your next turn. Um, you can keep choosing more sins on some of the other ones. I don't think it's awful. I just think it needs the right... It's not as strong as the Infinity Gauntlet, maybe, but it's cheaper. I mean, its maximum is 28, yeah, and the Infinity Gauntlet was 40 points, like 40 points. Think how, uh, how yeah. pricey that thing was back in the day. 40 points is a lot. Especially when you consider nowadays for what you get for 40 points on a support figure. I don't think it's awful. I don't think it's the strongest resource we have by any means, but I don't think it's awful. It's playable. It's not terrible. It's it's playable as in... Considering how ridiculous some resources have been, I'm totally fine with them scaling it back. Number four, do we think Anderson will get another UFC bout? No. If he wants it, he will. I don't know, though. I mean, he just he's suspended for a year. He's already oldest fucking tits. He's like, what, 83? Yeah, he'll be, he'll be back. He will. I bet you he will fight. I bet. Yeah. I bet he will. I don't think he should. Bellator, he's going. No, no, he won't because he's, he's signed to like a 17-fight oh, yeah. contract because they don't want him fighting for anybody else. I I think he will. I don't want him to, but I think he will eventually. It's going to be a long time. It's going to be a long time. Last, I just got a utility belt. What are some of your favorite characters used with? Wasp. Phantom X. Mr. Nightwing. Mm, any Batman. Atrocitus with the grappling gun was fun. Any Batman. Just Atrocitus for, uh, with the grappling gun. Have um, Basically, because Atrocitus has the everyone around him gets battle fury. Yeah, you grapple gonna go like clear across the map and then freaking, it's nuts. That's it. That's who I want to play with. Rat is Atrocitus give everyone around him battle fury and he gets like plus three. Mm-hmm. That's it for Gmail. We'll pull up the Facebook page as well. I know we had two questions on there. We're gonna answer part of our man from Japan's question where he asks. Oh, sorry, that's the top one. Uh. What's your guilty pleasure besides Heroclix? I don't know, dude. Heroclix is already pretty guilty. Video games. I'm sitting here playing Pokemon as we speak. Yeah. Same for me. Um, uh, I'm into mixed martial arts, too, but that's not really a guilty that's pleasure. Really I don't know what a guilty, guilty pleasure... I guess reading Hookers. comic books, and some people look down on it. I'm, I yeah. read a lot of comics. Play uh, World of Warcraft. Yeah. <laughs> Drew's like myth. Hookers. Math Brian Drake says, thanks for the great advice last week on how to not get burned out. I'm stoked I got to enter dial design this month. I see a lot of great duo dials being made. This week's question for you, what are your favorite duo pieces as far as playability, but also as far as theme? Okay, so Man, that's a hard question. This is, so sculpt-wise, Avengers Prime is gorgeous. Let's, let's go back. I kept it just for the sculpt. Fucking Batman and Green Arrow from... Uh... Brave and the Bold. Brave and the Bold. Was that what it... No. Yeah, it was. Was it Brave and the Bold? I think it was Brave and the Bold. I like Doom King. Doom King is strong. It's a solid piece. It's a fun character combo. You you know what's one of my favorites? Ant-Man and Wasp. Really? I like the sculpt. They're, They're tiny. They're cute. They're really fun to play. Like, they're all about not getting hit and poisoning and annoying the shit out of your opponent. Like, if they miss you, they take, like, negative one doll values. They get poisoned and all that stuff. Like... They're, they're really annoying. I've, I've played them uh, two different tournaments, and I've loved them, and they're good because they both have good splits. Think how good that Wasp is yeah. and how good that Hank Pym is. You know when They both have good split. And disappointed versions. me from Chaos War. Is it the Scarlet Witch Vision? Yes. Yeah. I was, uh, and Scarlet and, uh, Witch Wonder Man, too. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say both of those. Are <laughs> those are both they're like, cool. Scarlet Witch is so bonkers. we got to make these these duos just yeah, straight garbage. I was garbage. really hoping that they would be I really good. like all of the one like okay, I don't like all of them. I like most of the ones from Brave and the Bull. Oh, Batman oh, Batgirl and... Nightwing. Yeah, Batgirl Nightwing is awesome. So um, good. Iron yeah. Man War Machine, the freaking Invincible Iron Man version. You guys are clearly forgetting about Trickster and Pied Piper from nah, Arkham Can't Solomon. say I've ever played it. It's um, not very good. I've been kind of disappointed that they haven't been doing a lot of duos lately. Because I really enjoy that mechanic. I like them too, yeah. Um, I'm kind of. I was really glad with Winter Soldier. They did the duos as chases, though. Magneto and Professor X. Both of the duos from Winter Soldier are good. Even the Cap uh, Winter Bucky one. The Cap Bucky on a giant soldier team is beyond broken. It's so strong. Mm, He also says, "Thanks for the great show." By the way, for Austin, do you like Little Caesars bacon wrapped pizza? I haven't had a chance to try it. What? This is a thing. Yeah, they wrap the crust in bacon. I want to try it so bad, but I started serious? dieting recently, so I can't. I... 
That's going to do it for us this week. If you have any questions you would like to send to us, hit us up at dial H for hero clicks at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook. We're on Facebook the most, but we, we post to all three. And as always, spread the word of the podcast to your friends, your do local it. players. Do it. And tell them to give us a shot. This is peer pressure. Do it. I also want to promote two other podcasts real quick. One of them is Mind Diary of a Random White Guy that just started. It can be found on or iTunes and Podbean. Don't rhyme for sure. <laughs> um, it can be on I, I found on iTunes and Podbean Diary of a Random White Guy. It's quicker, shorter, and a uh, little. If you need a little extra dose of Hunter. Then Clicks TV is a new Hero Clicks podcast, which is done by our friend Mr. Swag Nito and his friend. group. His uh, they have a good team of Hero Clicks players out there in Las Vegas. They take their clicks seriously. You hear that, Swag Nito? You're a friend. That's right. We talk to Swag all the time. So good luck to them with their upcoming podcast. This is a very powerful word. I believe they are now on iTunes. So find them Clicks TV. I think it's all one word on iTunes and Podbean.com. Until next week, this is Hunter signing off for the sexy esteemed gentleman. Drew Alderson. That's me. Austin Smith. <laughs>